Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I want to move with the speed of light, you know, because time is fast spent. I like to rephrase this verse this way. Faith is any action that substantiates your hope. You know, when you read KJV and it says substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, you can even memorize it, but you might not understand it. Faith is any action that substantiates your hope. A simple example, if you are in your own house and there is food in your own house and you are hungry, what are you going to do? You're going to eat. It's that simple. But if someone comes after two days and meets you hungry and you have not eaten and you said, I hoped to eat, the person is going to be like, well, I don't believe you. Because if you indeed hope to eat, you will eat. Because the true proof of desire is pursuit. Come on, are you with me? So any action that substantiates your hope, that's what faith is. So even if faith happens in the heart, the Bible says, with the heart man believes, and nobody can see your heart, faith is still not a secret. Because faith is always backed up with actions. So the writer of Hebrews to teach us on faith literally made it a compendium of the actions of men. By faith, Abraham sojourned. By faith, Abel gave. Anything that substantiates your hope is faith. So if you have hope of eternal life, there will be actions of faith. Come on, are you with me? Proving that this is not your final destination. And it's that simple. Any action that substantiates your hope. That's what faith is. Verse 2. The Bible says, For by it the elders obtained a good report. Oh, glory to God. I think that the first two verses of Hebrews 11 are so instructive. If you are serious, you can learn. 50% of all there is to know on faith by those two verses alone. So now, you have to realize that faith is taught in precept and example. One simple way to learn about faith is by examples. And I didn't make this methodology up. That's the Bible's methodology. That to teach you on faith, he points you to people who walked in it. So it is not just theory, it is practice. You can see faith in the lifestyle of people. The Bible says, for instance, in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12, it says that you be not slothful in business, but followers of those who through faith and patience obtain the promise. So listen, in learning faith, I follow people. Did you hear what I said? Followers of those who through faith and patience. So if you want to follow faith, follow people who are working in it. So now, 
He's teaching you on faith. And he says, elders obtained a good report. And then he goes on to tell you what they did. Like I said, it tells you Abel gave a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. It tells you Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He tells you what they did. He tells you, tells you what Noah did. The spirit of just men made perfect. I can learn not just the theory of the teaching of faith, but by their examples. I can learn from Abraham. I can learn from Isaac. I can learn of Jacob. I can learn of Peter. I can learn from Paul. Because if I do what they did, I will see what they saw. Say aloud, amen. amen. Did the Bible not say that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? If I do what they did, I will see what they saw. By it, elders obtained a good report. And there are still elders today. Come on, are you with me? For me, as a young preacher, it's a very emotional season. You know, just seeing RCCG, the Redeemed Christian Church of God, celebrate 70 years. Listen, it doesn't really matter what your convictions of that ministry may be. For a young, it, listen, do you know, even if you are a liar, to stick with a lie for 70 years takes effort. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Even if you think a ministry is lying, to stick with it for years is something to learn from. It takes consistency. It takes tenacity. You, you can learn consistency. You can learn tenacity. You can learn consecration. By it, elders obtained a good report. And not just the faith in their devotion, but the result of it. You know, seeing the live stream, an auditorium three kilometers by three kilometers filled. And then they use the former auditorium as overflow. And you, you know, and you're like, nine square kilometers. <laughs> These are the things that, except God raises people to do same, your children will find hard to picture, you know. Do you know what that means? You know, for a long time, I wondered where I got my audacity from. Because when God says, plant a church, we plant it all. You know, we're doing a report recently, just a normal report, and we discovered. <laughs> what did I say? We what? We discovered that we had planted seven churches in 18 months. You <laughs> did. This church is two years old. This one. You know, so if, if you, you have to be told. <laughs> you have to be told. The branch that I pastor personally now, our apostolic station, is about 19 months old. It, it's, it's scary. It's hard to believe. And, you know, just looking at, and I said we discovered because it wasn't the plan. God said, plant here, we planted. God, and we just kept going. We planted for during the pandemic. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? It's incredible. 
You know, and why am I saying this? Because the Lord told me that he has made us a prototype ministry. Many people will just receive a jolt of possibility watching us. You just, you know, I think I've said it somewhere before. A man of God called me. He said, I was going through your page, your Instagram page, and I received an impartation of boldness. I was just going, and he said, ah, it's possible. He said, I began, he said, something hit me. I began to speak in, the, in tongues. Because something happens to you. When you, a fisherman, you deal with water every day, you see someone walking on water, you won't be the same again. This same water that I come to every day, someone can walk on it. If it is you, ask me to come. Let me tell you something. You can read a thousand books on faith when you see someone do it. Ah, it's a totally different thing. It's a totally different thing. So now, after he has uh, given you the theory, faith is anything that substantiates your hope. The substance of things over, the evidence of things not seen. He now tells you, by it, the elders obtain the good reports. I, I was telling you our testimony because of something. I, you know, and because of that, when I'm advising pastors, I just say, do this with my son. knows what I'm saying. I say, sir, we need Jen. Buy it. I, I can't see impossibility. I'm not, I don't. So someone had to do a diagnosis. Called me aside and said, you may not understand this, but you operate with the gift of faith. So you, you always talk from your realm, <laughs> and it's good, but also learn to understand. So it struck me, and I went to go and think. I said, it's true. When I traced the history of my communication, I now discovered, ah, Bishop Oedepo. That was my first pastor. You, you have to understand, that was the church I was born into. So... Just imagine me walking into church at the age of five. My pastor is driving a Lincoln Navigator. I'm not saying I'm not materialistic, but I'm just giving you a picture. It, it, was, it was common. He, he had a private jet. The office was six floors. You use lifts. So I, I was seeing that every day. It was, it was common. So that was my first picture. I remember when I was climbing up to children's church, there was, a, there was an announcement board. I saw the, um, what's it called? The architectural um, sketch design. I studied building, I should remember, but I think it's stage fright. You know, right there. <laughs> and what now? <laughs> the Bible says Abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. That's why I left building technology. God is a builder. Now I'm building lives. Please calm down. Don't ah. <laughs> except the Lord build the house. Uh, you see now. <laughs> so can I continue now? You know, <laughs> you know. So that was my first picture of ministry when they were going to build Faith Tabernacle. I saw it. I think they said it was going to cost how many billion that year. I think 10 billion, and they just put it 10 billion, and I was climbing. I don't think I was up to eight at the time, no, less than eight. And just seeing that I'm being like, what kind of me? You know, so when I started, 
Something had already been programmed into me. My first pastor had a private jet, 1995. You don't understand. <laughs> it's still an achievement now. He had it in 95, 95. So I, I, I didn't know any other way. You want to start? Start now. That's how we roll. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm saying it because faith is a school. You can learn it. You can learn it. I had been receiving the inoculation since I was a boy. Just constantly. That this is it. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Thank you, Jesus. And someone is receiving the impartation. You just know it's possible. It can be done. <laughs> Glory to God. You can start. You are receiving the matching order. A prophetic matching order. A two-letter word. The Lord says, go. Telemanko prasa. That's the capital you need. The sovereign declaration of the almighty God asking you to go. That's capital. The one who sent you. It is possible. I said it's possible. I said it's possible. Atalia Kapaya. He says by it, the elders obtained a good report. Precepts and example. That's how you teach on faith. You see, unfortunately, there aren't only good examples in the Bible. There are bad examples. And you see, in school, you learn not just by the good examples. Unfortunately, some people find themselves on the, on the negative end of history. And we learn what not to do by the things they did. So when the Bible says, remember Lot's wife. Now, that, that's a bad example of faith. The same way you can learn from the faith of others. You know, a man of God said, he said, if you want to learn faith, one simple thing to do is look out for the people that Jesus commended. Very simple. When the Bible says that Jesus marveled at the faith of someone, go and study, the person was getting something right. The same way, there are people that the Bible warns us about. They became an eternal example. In the New Testament, the Bible is still telling us about Cain. The Bible is still telling us about, you know, uh, um, about Esau, who for a morsel of meat sold his birthright. They become eternal examples of how not to behave. So we get to choose what side of history we want to belong to. Remember Lot's wife. Are you aware there are many people who are behaving like Lot's wife today? Because in, in the first place, everything you have, God gave. The reason Lot had all that inheritance is because he followed Abraham. Abraham asked him to choose where he wanted to go. He greedily chose Sodom. And so they went there and they were able to accumulate all that they accumulated. Now, the same God, you didn't even get it by your business acumen or investment or by natural inheritance. You got it following God or at least the person that followed God. And God tells you, leave. Leave without
without living, looking back, there are some people, the very things God gave them, they can't let it go. They can't let it go. Let's go. Some people, even something that was the move of God, when the cloud has moved, they stay there unrepentantly until they, they just become obscure. They disappear. Maybe someone here, God is telling you it's time to move on. Move on and don't look back. It might be an association. It might be a relationship. Move on. And if you don't want to move on, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Anything that is destined for destruction will be destroyed with people who don't live it. Anything destined for destruction will be destroyed with people who don't live it. Remember Lot's wife. Jesus preached a sermon about Lot's wife several centuries after. Remember Lot's wife. If God gave you Isaac, and the same God says, give it to me. For some of you, it's generosity. Generosity. Gener you, you know, it's amazing. I wish I had more time to talk about this, but you see, let me say this. Many, many, many years ago, I used to be a drummer. And I didn't always have access to a drum set. But when I got access to a drum set, I was so excited that I did. So I would play what I already knew how to play. Some of you know what I'm saying. Just to make myself happy that I still got it. Instead of working on the things I needed to improve, I was playing what I already knew how to play. Maybe to impress people around, maybe to just sound nice. Because you see, when you are playing what you don't know how to play so that you can get better, it doesn't sound nice. It takes discipline to do that. You know, the same way, many of us as Christians, you can be coming to church regularly, ignoring the very things you, can, you need to work on. You are not strengthening your feeble hands. And so, you can be in church 10 years, you are still so stingy. Or some, some of you, it's your attitude. People are wondering, you go to church, but when you hold someone in your mind like this, ah, why? Why so wicked? Look at, some people are so petty. Some, so it's, it's a generosity problem. Lot's wife was materialistic. She was remembering her jewelry. And whatever it was that was left behind. Don't you know the God who is called Rehoboth? He can replace what was stolen. Don't you know? Some of you is your past. Something that happened in the past you have not left. Remember Lord's wife. Any ungodly attachment to the past. You are walking the path of Lord's wife. Some people, they are too salty to move on. They, they, they even lack the optimism because they are always talking about that investment they lost, that opportunity they lost. They are, too, they are too attached to their past to see what is happening forward. Imagine someone who is driving but only looking at the rear mirror. What do you think will happen? <laughs> you are headed for a crash. Yes, 
You made a mistake. You know one thing about mistakes? There's nothing you can do about them. Just in case you haven't figured that out. There's nothing you can do. So it's either you decide to move on or you just perish. The word of the Lord to you is move on, move on, move on, move on, move on. You still stand a chance after Sodom. Move on. It was disobedience that brought you to Sodom in the first place, but move on. Oh my God, this is the word of the Lord to someone. This is the word of the Lord. If I stop crying about it, stop remembering good old days, good old days, your latter will be greater than the past. Move on. I'm telling you, your best days are ahead. Move on. Stop, stop licking that wound. Allow it heal. Amen, somebody. Learn from bad examples. The examples of Esau. You know, Esau underestimated what he had. What is an inheritance? I'm hungry. There are some people that will throw away valuable relationships, valuable opportunities, as long as money is involved. Have you seen people who don't see relationship as long as money is involved? There is nobody they won't betray. Loyalty is becoming extinct in our day. We even brag about it. We have memes about it. What is a birthright? You know, the fascinating thing about what Esau did is that the Bible tells us he was coming from work. So very likely he already had game. He had already killed an animal. It was right on his shoulder. It was just the patience to enter the kitchen and prepare it. He's too hungry. He's too hungry. What is best right? You know, later, if you didn't follow the story well, some of you will be blaming J J Jacob. That why did Jacob take what is not his? We had a deal. You sold your best right. Now it's time for blessing. Instead of you to say, Daddy, it's not my own, oh. you, you now want to go and come back. The mother called him, come, 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 come. Wear clothes, go and collect it. Wake up, collect, you know. I, I think there was a song by Tom Wayne, like that. How do you know, how do you know, how do you know? your church people because <laughs> not spiritual <sighs> I actually wanted to say wake up collect your blessing but <laughs> you people assumed <laughs> praise the Lord now, this, is, this, is, this is a huge deal because some of you might be doing the same thing now let me break it down for you I believe that for some of you, this might be the simplest teaching on faith you have ever heard. Now, what is the first thing I said? Faith is anything that what? Substantiates your hope. Because 
Pursuit is the proof of desire, right? Number two, faith is exemplified in the lives of others, right? Now, let's start breaking. What is faith? What is faith? Oh, dear Jesus. Number one, faith is placing value on the word of God. Do you realize that's, that's what faith is? Oh my God. If you get it, it will change your life. Look, look at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Let's read verse 2. Etekemaya. Sepalon de le capongreses. Ekamondo lepaya. God's goodness is greater than wickedness. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is more good than the devil is wicked. You will see the goodness of God. And your tears have been turned to laughter in the name of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. Oh my God, this is, this, is, this is faith. Listen to this. It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Listen, 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 listen. This is the testimony of the word of God in the earth today. The problem cannot be the efficacy of the word because it worked for us. It worked for us. Listen, now we're here jumping and shouting and rejoicing. Some people may look at us and even mock us. Oh, these people are foolish. Oh, this is why Africa is backwards. Have you heard people talk like that? Oh, these people don't know any better. It says the word which was preached to us was preached to them as well. But it didn't profit them. Why? It says because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. So now, the theological jargon, you know, not jargons, jargon, you know, language might confuse you. But listen, this is what faith is. Placing value on the word. So someone hears the same thing and you see, he just, he just has honor for it. Honor for the written word. Honor for the word of the prophet. Honor for the word of God. That's faith. Placing value on the word of God. And when we say faith is in degrees, this is the differentiating factor. How much honor, how much value you place on the word of God. Someone hears it and it has a salvific effect. He's saved instantly. The hold of sin is broken. And someone else, uh, what's that? Is that it? Why are you people dancing? Why are you people jumping? Look at Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29. The Bible says, this is a description of unbelief. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose would be thought worthy 
who has trampled the Son of God underfoot. Oh my God. By the way, this teaches you something about Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the ability of the enemy. One simple way to trample on the enemy is to devalue him in your eyes. Is it, is it not Satan? He's defeated. You devalue him in your eyes. He's not that tough. Jesus is bigger. You, it, it starts by because now he uses that same expression it, you can do it for the word of God you can do it for the son of God the same way some people trample on their foot the son of God listen and count the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing it, it's just common to them they commonize it some people make silly jokes. You know, let me tell you something. I have many comedians as friends. But every one of us must recognize what is sacred. It's not everything you laugh about. There are boundaries. There are boundaries. So, you, 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 don't, you don't make it come on. Oh my God. It can become common to you. Placing value on the word of God. What I'm teaching you is the biggest secret of the anointing. Value. When the Bible says, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. I think it was in Ilori, I demonstrated this. If there's any child, maybe two years and under, bring the child to me, just one. Who can volunteer? If you have a child, bring the child to me. I want to show you something. Because sometimes when you read something in the Bible, you might not really get the picture until it is demonstrated. Thank you very much. Thank you. Put your hands together for her. Yes, I, I like the fact that that baby is young so that you get it. The Bible says wise men from the east, they were Igbo guys. I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, they came to the manger and they worshipped. Thank you, come. Now, what did they see? Now, imagine this boy in a cradle sleeping. And grown men, grown men, circle around this baby. Because guess what? Even if he's a toddler, he's not even old enough to talk yet or walk yet. Or to give them some deep revelation of the word of God. They know this is the son of God. God became a man and stepped into the neighborhood. John 1.14 Are you listening to this? And so they looked beyond his frame. And they looked with supernatural revelation of his identity and responded based on that. These were wealthy men, men of means. They didn't mind that they were in a manger. Mangers don't smell nice. Yes, Come on, are you with me? Yes, 
So now, it's bad enough that you have to come to a manger, but to kneel there, it must take revelation. Mary didn't know they were coming, so, so she couldn't spray perfume or all those things. But these guys didn't care. They saw the baby and they laid, in fact, they knelt and they gave gifts and the Bible says they worshipped. It takes revelation. Come on, are you with me? Thank you very much. Bless you. Thank you. Now, that takes revelation. You know what that is? That's value. That's what faith is. Value. Especially something that someone else will commonize. Value. 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 You know, I was in the hospital two days ago. Um, my daughter needed a checkup. And I was talking to one of the doctors. And he just told me, oh, he's applying for something, you know, in the UK. And I just said, oh, we have a church in London. Hopefully, I was just speaking hypothetically. Hopefully, you get you know, an appointment in London so that you can attend our church. I was just talking, and as I, as I said that, he said, amen, in the hospital. Because he didn't want to hear a joke. I'm talking to a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted London. A doctor. He, amen. And then I left, 30 minutes after. <laughs> <laughs> Are you listening to me? Thirty minutes after, let me. You, you, you don't understand. Thirty minutes after he received the mail inviting him for an interview. Now look at that. Now let me tell you something. The same Jesus that healed the sick, someone arrested him. You don't. I'm helping you understand the anointing. Someone arrested him, held the hand. Put it on a, on, on a cross and nailed it. That's value. You understand what I'm teaching you when you understand that someone nailed Jesus' hand. The same hand. You will nail it and go home. I'm telling you. So, you know, sometimes... Some of our church members are surprised. Maybe when I'm online and someone drags me. Drag me like Tiger Jane. <laughs> and the same internet. Someone will DM and say, oh, I have this problem. And I will reply, DM, and people are healed. But someone else will drag. Rubbish. You know? <laughs> Value value. It says the same word that was preached to us was preached to them also. It didn't profit them. So what is faith? Placing value on the word of God. Placing value. And value differs. Value differs. You know what? The devil's number one assignment in your life is to commonize the word of God. After God has already spoken, don't eat of this tree. The devil comes and says, this, did God say? That's, that's the real warfare. When something that was sacred to you before 
is now common. Let me tell you something. When a man of God does something wrong, I am no advocate for men of God erring. But the same you who had so much reverence, you can now open your mouth and say anything. Something has happened to you. I'm not defending anybody. We're talking about you, 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 you. Listen, the Bible says, for we are not ignorant of his devices. If you don't recognize when you are changing, you are in trouble. It never occurred to Eve to eat that fruit. When the devil was done talking, she saw the tree different. The Bible says she saw the fruit as one desirous to make one wise. She just, her perception of the fruit changed. That's opinion. Some of you, the devil is speaking through the internet. You need to recognize it. What the word of God says is wrong. Your opinion is changing. When you become empathetic towards evil, that's an attack. It's a spiritual attack. The things that you will definitively stand against before, now they are ifs, buts, maybes. They are getting you. Do you remember the time when you won't sleep if you have not read your Bible? Do you remember that time? Do you remember the time where if you go one day without praying, your body will be shaking? You will feel as if something is wrong. Do you remember the time when if you tell a lie, you will call the person back and say, sorry, I know it was in the spur of the moment, we were joking. You know, do you, do you remember that time? What happened? Oh, I'm serious. What happened? You see, you start growing in faith when you start placing value on the word of God. Placing va- Do you remember the time when if you miss a service, ah, you, you, it will be as if you have missed the rapture. That ah, My mates are in church, serving the Lord, praying, I'm here. You, you know, now, especially now that there's live stream, it's just convenient, I will stream. Convenience. Convenience is a mark of unbelief. I'm telling you, it is. It is. When the prophet says, strike the arrow on the floor, why did you stop after three times? Convenience. You see, I'm explaining all these things because when you hear unbelief, it seems theological. You don't understand it. It's just value. Because if you value the person that says, strike it, ah, now you go stop me. <laughs> you know, someone else, you, you will hold my hand. When God <laughs> gives you a word, how do you respond? How do you respond? Sometimes that, what I'm teaching you might be the difference between those who get healed and those who don't. A man of God comes to you, lays hands on you. <laughs> Someone else will say, ah, it's over. I'm healed. It's done. It's done. It's done. And with 
start rejoicing and blessing the Lord. The Bible says, Let me get back to my notes. What is faith? Want to go? Vroom, 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 vroom. Why are you using bass? Want to go? <laughs> Say this with me. Say, I place value on the word of God. <laughs> Say, God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Number two, faith is a response. Faith is a what? Oh my God. So, you see, faith is not optimism. Because, you see, (laughs) you don't need to hear anything. You don't need good reason to be optimistic. Someone cannot say, I go make them. How do you know? I just know. I, I, I know if carry last. I go make them. How do you know? I just know. Now, that's nice, but that's not faith. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So, meaning it's a response to something you heard. So, let me tell you something. Faith doesn't hang in vacuum. It has a superstructure. A foundation. It can be investigated. The same way you can go to a, a building and test the foundation, how strong it is. We can test your faith. And then you tell us the reason why I know that I won't fail in my assignment is that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even my faith. Now, that's faith. So now, oh my God, this is how it works. Number one, you value the word of God. Number two, you respond to it. Because I have value for it, I will respond to it. I'm rounding off now. Listen, if I need to continue this tomorrow, I will, because I am far from done. It's not my fault. We started late. Anyway, (laughs) just a disclaimer. (laughs) One of the greatest examples of what I'm saying is Jehoshaphat. Even me, I feel Jehoshaphat was a little extreme. Are you ready for this? The Bible tells us three nations wanted to fight them. And logically, that's reason enough to be afraid. They were afraid. And they started praying. I like how they prayed. There's so many things to learn from that story. Oh my God. They are my God. Some people just know how to challenge God. (laughs) You know what they prayed? They said, God... The land you gave us, they want to collect it all. <laughs> the land you promised our fathers, the land you gave us, they want to collect it. Is this not the temple that you gave us? Every time we're in trouble, do we not come here to cry to you? We are here again. <laughs> As they were praying. The Bible says a young prophet amongst them got up and prophesied. And this is the word of the Lord. You will not need to fight. 
Jehoshaphat that was afraid before got up, he cleaned his tears. Believe the Lord your God, you shall prosper. Believe his prophets, it shall be established. And then, listen, God, this is where you need to pay attention. God did not tell them to take musicians to battle. God did not tell them to do what they did. This was Jehoshaphat's conclusion. God said we will not need to fight, so why carry weapons? I'm talking about value for the word of God. God said we will not need to fight, so why carry weapons? Let's go and praise him. So they went to the battle. Listen, you would think that such an ins- a, such a stupid thing had to be an express instruction from God. God did not tell them to do it. All God said is that he will intervene and they will need to fight. Someone else would have carried or you, you dressed like Robocop and then you're saying, okay, God, we oh, yeah, are show up now. Show up now. <laughs> you know? But he so believed it so crazily. If God said we won't need to fight, what are we doing with weapons? You know, God could have easily said, go, I will give you victory. But God said, you will not need to fight. So, all right, if we don't need to fight, let's, oh my God. The Bible says, they worship God in the beauty of his holiness. That's KJV and NKJV. If you check the original, you know what? Put up a newer translation. When they said they worship God in the beauty of his holiness, I want you to see what it is. Let me tell you what it is. If you check newer translations, I think like NIV. Beauty of his holiness sounds very theological, very deep. It simply means they wore fancy clothes. They dressed beautifully. So they went to war with party clothes. Just, just imagine you were coming to fight someone, you come to a boxing ring, you know, with all your, you, you go to a boxing ring with your gloves and everything. And then the pet, your opponent comes with sunshade, you know, blinks, you know, <laughs> you know, with drip and it's just bouncing like this. You'll be confused. That's literally what happened. They just went singing, wearing fancy clothes. <laughs> In fact, Maybe that's what started the argument in the opposite fight. That I told you we shouldn't come here. These people are mad. You see, now? that's how they started killing each other. Maybe. Because when you are so sure you discomfit people, and then they are praising, they are worshiping. Value for the word of God. If I tell you you are healed, and what the doctor said will kill you, will not kill you. How do you respond? Value for the word of God. Some of you, <laughs> it's bad experiences that brought you here. It's still not an excuse. You must value the word of God. Come on, are you with me? Yes. Embrace it with all your heart, with all your might, and with all your soul. It's a very dangerous symptom not to be moved by the word of God. It's a dangerous symptom that you are in a place, your mates are worshiping, crying, but as God's senior brother that you are, <laughs> you just sit, you know, that's, that's spiritual death. It's, there's a theological term for it. It's called reprobacy. Reprobacy. 
If the word of God doesn't touch you, it doesn't, it doesn't make you cool. It makes you dead. Makes you dead. Hallelujah. And this is why ladies seem to benefit spiritually more than men. Both negative and positive. <laughs> Many times they are more fervent in worship of God and also in worship of Satan. <laughs> it's just an observation. I'm, I'm not teaching scripture. It's just an observation. Feel free to argue it because it's not scripture. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's an advantage that ladies generally tend to be emotional. It's easier for God to reach them. Because your response is a sign of reception. You're going to do something for just a few minutes. Because time is fast spent. I want you to worship God. I want you to respond to him. I like the way someone put it. He says, when they see you worshiping, they must be able to tell by observation that you are in love with someone. You must be able to tell, ah, you are seeing someone. You are in a love relationship with a being. He's, he's invisible, but the love is visible. It's very important. I want to give you a few minutes. Respond to God. Respond to God. Let him, let him know that he can, he can still touch your heart. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, hey, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. You have few minutes. Don't wait for a song. Let your life be the song. Let your response be the song. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 996 7,000 Blessings